Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about HBO Max, or now known as just Max. RIP. Very confusing decision to a lot of people, which we'll get into some of those reasons and the comparisons. I guess just to start bigger picture first, HBO, one of the most well-known programming providers, I guess. I mean, you could call it a bunch of different things, but basically as we've grown up with them, they're this place where you pay extra, but you get these special shows like The Sopranos or something. And I think we've talked about it a little bit before, but did you have any early experiences with HBO or when did you start to actually watch some of those shows or get into the programming and everything? For me, HBO has been more of like a later in life type thing. This was for sure for the privilege, you know what I mean? You got cable, but you also pay that. I don't remember how much it was. <laughs> I think we were both too young, or maybe you remember, or I don't know, but... No, I have no idea. It was kind of expensive, or at least for, like, the time. I don't think our parents wanted to pay for that shit. My earliest memories was going to, like, family's houses or uncle's houses, and they had, like, direct TV with, like, all the channels or something, and it's like, yo, they got HBO. Like, yo, crazy. It wasn't until much later, I want to say college, that somehow, some way, I got my hands on a membership, or I think my dad got it, and I was able to, like, watch Sopranos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is the show everyone's been talking about, this is pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't until much later. We never had it either at home growing up, and I would hear stuff about it now and then, and even the shows, like, I knew generally about The Sopranos. We did a whole episode about that, how even just the logo was on t-shirts everywhere back then and stuff. But for me, I was also really late to it. And honestly, I would say HBO Max was what finally not pushed me over the edge to watch stuff, but I guess it was like an easier way in to check out some of that content. And I know that was replacing HBO Go slash HBO Now, like they were kind of all over the place, but HBO Max was finally something where it's like, all right, here in one streaming service is all this stuff and we're making a bunch of new things and etc. And that launched right around the pandemic in 2020. And not too long after was when I finally watched all of The Sopranos. Still want to watch The Wire at some point for sure. Game of Thrones, I'll never watch. Curb, I have seen episodes through you. I know you've also seen True Detective. I've never watched that. Entourage used to be a big thing. So they've had notable shows over the years for sure. But then I feel like when they launched HBO Max, they kicked it into another kind of gear, making even more of these sometimes controversial, but usually at least talked about shows. Succession, which is now ending. Euphoria, which is still going. The Last of Us, which just happened. Westworld, White Lotus, Barry, Industry, I May Destroy You, stuff like that. There's been a good amount of shows in these past few years. And I feel like HBO Max came out before there was as many streamers as there are now, like before Peacock and all these other things that are just kind of joining it once it's already established. HBO Max was definitely not an originator like Netflix, of course, but they came a little bit before the rest. And before we even go to the transition and stuff, what do you remember about HBO Max launching and how popular it became so fast and all that? Because I feel like it had the quickest rise of any streaming service. Obviously, it had the HBO name attached, so it wasn't just out of nowhere, but still. 
I think, like you said, all their shows are critically acclaimed, like bangers, whether you're a fan of them or not. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Secession. I've, like, tried watching, but somehow, some way, like, everyone fucking loves it, or, like, the people that watch it, like, rave about it, and it's, like, this whole big deal. And they've been able to do that, I don't know how many times now. It seems like every show they drop is, like, a hit. I would say it's almost like A24. Like, they just fucking drop bangers. They have a great team of, I don't know what you call them, scouts or something. (laughs) My bad, you know, the sports mind always activated. (laughs) But, yeah, that's, like, what I remember. And I know it has to do a lot with probably, like, Game of Thrones being on its prime. Just, like, dropping everyone being a fan. Just with that and, like, the loyal fan base behind it, it was easy for them to, like, get the subscribers that they did. And another thing that we've talked about before in the show is that Sunday night slot, that premiere slot where they can put in these big shows and they release episodes weekly during the seasons and build up that hype and it becomes like a, you know, conversation on Twitter or in recap articles or on podcasts or YouTube or any of that stuff. It's like putting it in the spotlight basically as this is something we think is worthwhile and one of our biggest shows. Yeah, that shit works. I don't know exact stats, but sometimes it goes up against fucking football and other playoff sports and it probably gets even better numbers than some of the games, which is insane. Yeah, and like you said, they have a great track record and especially for these dramatic, sometimes intense shows, they're not usually as often like comedies. There can be comedy in it, but I think of dramas more for HBO. Yeah, that's true. It's like they've mastered drama. The only comedy show that I can think that most people know is Curb Your Enthusiasm, but it's not the first show I think of when I think of HBO. They do have like Silicon Valley, which was a comedy that I watched before, which has drama too, but I would say that's more comedy. But yeah, maybe that's part of also the strategy here is that they're so known for these dramatic, critically acclaimed shows. And with the merger with Discovery under Warner Bros, Warner Media, whatever, they're trying to make it more generic, which is where this name came from for Max, which they're taking the half of the name without the brand recognition and all that, which I understand in the sense that they're trying to keep HBO separate to, as they say, not be diluted by all this other stuff and still have prestige. But Max, I mean, you can't get a more generic name for a streaming platform. And one side, I completely understand, like, the branding. Don't fuck up the branding by putting Guy Fieri show on your thing, you know? <laughs> Which, by the way, hey, I'm excited for that. I'm a big Diners, Drivings, and Dives <laughs> watcher, you know? Got me through my youth and dark times. <laughs> but Max? Come on now. I'm sorry to anyone named Max. I know a few of them. Shout out to y'all. Some of y'all annoying as fuck, <laughs> but still love y'all, y'all know? It's too generic, and it, it like, plays into that. Like, that's what you're trying to be. You're trying to be more broad, general, include all these channels or shows, whatever it is. I get it, but could have just even named yourself doing the most, you know, the <laughs> most. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's one of those where, like, it's just, it's almost like a downgrade in name, even though it makes sense. It's an easy one for me to con. With streaming in general, you can get, like, very specific services, like there's Shudder for horror and all these types of things. I understand why a company like Warner Media in this case, might want to build something that's the biggest and best and reach the most people and all that. And I know they have these different properties under them, but why couldn't HBO have just stayed its own separate service if people just want that type of programming? Not everything has to appeal to everyone, especially when 
this isn't cable you're buying individual things or subscribing to individual things so why do people who have hbo now want to watch all these discovery shows like property brothers and house hunters ghost adventures yeah like i have no interest in that why does this specific platform have to become just something super broad for everyone yeah it's tough imagine you know like watching the last episode of game of thrones you know such a historic show you're like all right now i gotta find something else to watch let me scroll Ooh, dr pimple popper <laughs> hey i'm reading this shit i'm like looking at it right now this is actually on max right now <laughs> tune in shout out to anyone with acne i've been there i feel it but yeah like it's rough and i think there was a different solution for this even with the merger and like the acquisition whatever you want to call it of all these channels and shows keep the hbo max and literally like click on max if you want to click everything else hbo if you want to do the usual hbo stuff like keep it separated i know money talks and that's probably the major reason but i wonder what the difference is and like how much more this would actually help them grow obviously we won't know this until i don't know a year from now or who knows when but i could see people's frustration and lack of understanding i guess of the whole situation the thing is i feel like it's just going to keep getting worse and I've even seen that written in some articles that they'll try to keep watering it down more and more and make it more generic and all these things. Based on what we've seen so far, I don't have a lot of trust in the direction it's going. But even just staying on the merger aspect for a sec, it's like you're taking the cool kid in school, HBO, right? And then you're saying, hey, here's this person, Discovery, and let's just merge them. And of course, you know, I'm saying this, I know a bunch of those discovery shows, House Hunters, like you said, the Guy Fieri show, all these things, they're massively popular. Maybe they have bigger audiences than certain of these HBO things. But at least as far as stuff that's to us cool and different and unique, what kind of pairing is this? Yeah, it's weird. It's like, I love food. And you go to this restaurant you really like because they have a really nice steak. It's kind of expensive. You dress nice. You know, it's not something you eat every day. You know, it's for holidays or someone's birthday whatever it's hbo but now this restaurant partnered with for lack of a better example let's just use mcdonald's and now before you get that steak you can now get chicken nuggets you know as an appetizer <laughs> mcdonald's chicken nuggets <laughs> they're both good i'm gonna eat them the guy fietti show i'm gonna watch it maybe i'll watch a episode of pimple popper whatever <laughs> it is but do i really want that with my steak you know <laughs> you got the point it's one of those where like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I guess like it would make more sense if HBO bought Showtime, mm -hmm. but you're throwing away this brand that was highly coveted. At the moment, they have HBO still in the menu at the top, but honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets moved to just within TV shows at some point. Maybe they're trying to be cable. People don't want to pay for 15 different subscriptions. So now let's just become cable again. I don't know, it's just kind of a bummer. HBO Max was, I think, the best streaming service of the past few years since it launched. I think a lot of people would argue that it's easily the best of the streamers. I feel like Hulu is stealing the crown at the moment, maybe. Obviously, we're biased in terms of our taste there. But even if you flip it around on the other side, people who only watch those other types of shows, I don't think they're really interested in quote-unquote prestige shows on the HBO slate and stuff like that. It's like neither side was asking for this. I can't see a ton of pros about this switch. There's a few. Supposedly double the amount of things to watch. 
obviously with the addition of all the channels and shows and whatever more is good sometimes but i guess like a pro for the future is if you are trying to be cable which sounds like it is what they're trying to go for especially if live comes into the conversation and they keep adding who knows whatever contracts they are able to figure out if you could keep it for the low or a very similar price which i highly doubt i'm sure the price is probably going to skyrocket at a point too but assuming it stays relatively the same that's also a pro if you're giving me that many options you're cutting down how many subscriptions i need all in one place you're still gonna have the hits and the sunday releases and the good shows but you're giving me all these other options for the same price or again a very similar price let's say it's a few bucks more then why not that's a pro so the price tier right now i'll throw these at you and see what you think max ad light 10 bucks a month or 100 a year max ad free 16 a month or 150 a year both of those are limited to two streams at a time and then max ultimate ad free for 20 a month or 200 a year with up to four streams going at once is the ultimate the one with like 4k and all that stuff yeah i think so yeah i don't know funny thing is i feel like the only problem i have is with the cheapest one with the ad one again i know you're trying to be cable you got to make money some way it's like whatever money you're not making from the extra six bucks to not have ads you're gonna make them with the ads i don't know i'm not too mad at this again assuming that it's gonna stay similar and you're gonna keep adding shows that's not too bad because hbo when we had verizon and files and cable vision whatever it is time warner when i say hbo was roughly like 15 20 bucks a month and now again with adding all these shows and whatever it is it's not too bad a deal if you're looking at it that way however in a year or two when that price increase to 30 or whatever it is for the ultimate and everything goes up five ten bucks is gonna start getting to that do i really need this or like is hulu gonna be strong enough to like make people not want this that's the question they have to deal with but i'll give them like a neutral to a light pro yeah i mean they're not too far off from the current hbo ones I feel like they make it too complicated with all these different tiers and I get like oh one has 4k and all this stuff and the streams running at once I feel like is just these platforms being stingy especially with the password sharing stuff and all that but I feel like the ones with the ads should be cheaper than even that I think more like half for that agree separately even just on another price note you know we were talking about before if HBO could have stayed as its own service and stuff discovery plus is still going to be its own standalone service they say it's a quote-unquote profitable service with a sizable user base and it's going to be five bucks with ads seven bucks with ad light and so it's like why couldn't you have made hbo separate still and done that for five bucks a month for something for just the hbo programming like i'd rather take that than all of this other discovery stuff added in and I feel like it was just them trying to bring in all the people who had signed up for HBO Max because it had been successful. But I also think, okay, you're kind of not interrupting the growth because you're trying to take it to another level. But I feel like HBO Max was still on a streak, still could have kept going, still could have kept rising. But I think it also just feels less interesting to use or not as enticing, at least at the moment, whether that's the name, the whole idea, all this other content and even just how it's being marketed as like this thing that 
is a one-size-fits-all for everyone, even young kids and the family and all this stuff. It just feels like it's lost something, I guess. Yeah, for sure. A lot of questionable decisions. It's a big change. So I could understand all the fucking shit they're taking, listening to, reading online. And I know you mentioned that it probably gets worse. And I guess I'm trying to be more optimistic and hope they don't. That would be like a tragic fall. But that's obviously like from the content side. How do you feel about like the slight interface changes and how the new additions look and how they went about it? So at least from using it on Roku, which is the main place I've always used it, it's pretty similar in general. Like it's not that drastically different, but they did simplify some of the menus or groupings and all that, which I would say in general, I like things more simple, minimal and all that. I don't know if they really needed to do that here, but I'm not going to complain about that part too much. It's fine. One thing that I did see that was weird was for, let's say, a movie, right? Let's say a Scorsese movie. On the page of that, with the info about it, they didn't list the director, writer, anything. They had this weird thing of creators, quote-unquote, where they put like 10 different people. And, of course, the next day, they're like, oh yeah, it was a quote-unquote oversight by us in the transition. All these things where it's like, the writer's strike is happening and streaming services are trying to like have a monopoly on this stuff and make as much money as possible and devalue things. I think a slippery slope of that too, just kind of branching off that is them trying to make all content the same in terms of these pimple popper shows, just to go back to that and say a Scorsese movie or something where downplaying the individual's role and trying to just make it content, 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 and just feeding you and all this stuff. So that could easily go that way with Max. Obviously, I'm using this small thing and blowing it out into another discussion, but I think it was a real example of the type of stuff they could do. And basically, just to circle back to your original question, I think the UI is fine for now. But even one thing I liked about the HBO Max setup before was It had all these other channels like the Studio Ghibli stuff and TCM and all these things where that's still there, but it's a little harder to find and all that, which I get it. It comes with branching out and making it more general, but it still impacts at least my experience in a negative way for navigating with those things. But for me, it's also at this point, I usually don't go on streaming services to just browse. I go to look for something I specifically want to watch. So that part isn't affecting me as much. And of course, they also had technical difficulties the first day. Even my parents ran into issues with that as well. I'm more of a desktop user. I use my computer. Don't really use the TV apps, even though we do have them, but I don't use it much. I mostly just watch stuff here. And from what I could tell, it seems a lot faster in terms of just browsing, scrolling around, playing, clicking like a series and going to click an episode and the playback. It's like a lot more reactive. Before it was super sluggish for me. I don't have necessarily a newer computer. Mine's a little aged, but it's fine. Like it's good. I still use it every day. But some other streams too. I'm not going to say it's just HBO. Always feel sluggish. I don't know why. I know it's a lot of info, a lot of pixels, a lot of visuals, a lot of moving videos and photos. But so far, so good like a big improvement on that i'll say it's probably even like twice as fast which is a big step up in my opinion in terms of just the looks 
do like that they have the HBO separated for now, like on a little menu item where if you just want the HBO, it's going to be there. But even when you click that, it all has the same look, a lot of sharper images, everything's like attached. There's no separation, which that I'm kind of on the fence about, but it works just because every cover is so different. But like you said, less is more for me, at least when trying to surf and look for a show, even though kind of like you, I don't look for shit. I go in, I kind of know I want to watch Curb or The Last of Us, whatever it is, and I just get to that. I'll say maybe one out of ten I go into the app, I'm kind of seeing if they added any movies or shows, whatever it is, and I'm kind of surfing. But so far, in terms of like the actual desktop and how it looks and mostly how it's running, I give it a solid pro. So they switched from purple, which was more unique, to such a generic blue. Someone posted a screenshot of all the streamers that have blue now, Prime, Disney+, Plus. I forget what the other one was. But what do you think of the logo, by the way? Which is like an offshoot of the HBO logo in a sense with the circle in the middle of the lowercase a and stuff. But Yeah, uh, I'm not mad at it. It makes sense. I feel like it still feels familiar. It's almost like the same font. I'd pro it. I don't know that I like the name, but... Yeah, I'm kind of neutral on it, I guess, but it's fine. It's whatever, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, overall... I don't think many people are fans of this change. Been getting a lot of pushback online and can't say I'm a fan either. But I think most important to me is that HBO, if they are keeping this brand name separate and not wanting to dilute it and all that, just keep making great shows like you've been doing. So I think I'd con the name change and the change in general, but I won't go full con overall as long as they keep that track record of great shows. For me, I still think the pro outweighs the con. Like we mentioned multiple times, it's just weird. I don't think that more is necessarily bad, but it is watering it down. And there's too many classics for me to go on the con side. The looks and flows of things seem to be working better. So that's obviously a plus. So I'm going to go with a light pro, maybe even solid. But just to clarify, this is still probably a downgrade from like a major or solid pro on HBO so so you're saying you give a solid pro to just the service overall of max but not for the change itself necessarily yeah the change is still probably on the con side it's bringing down the grade but it's still HBO can't fully hate can't leave it off on like a con side so yeah it's still like a light to solid pro on the service overall I guess yeah I hear you I think I was more focusing on the shift and I agree overall if you take away the change stuff and just it is what it is right now and it still has these HBO things that's still on the pro side and HBO itself still definitely a strong pro and HBO Max specifically for the run it had as a streaming service I would give it a strong pro for that three-year run so I think this is partially like a RIP episode to that as well well said that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Lim Summer, Summer with an O, on everything. Just remember, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.